This week on the OneCast, we're coming to you from Lake Lanier, stop number six with the NPFL. We have Brad and Paul here to talk about the league. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, son. It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on, OneCast fans? We're coming to you live from the Airbnb down here. Well, I guess it's not live. We're recording. We're live. We're live. We're doing it live from the Airbnb down here uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, on Lake Lanier. We're down here for stop number six with the league, the NPFL, uh, their final stop of the year. Uh, Going to crown an AOI this week. And uh, so far, we're having fun. Day two blast off this morning. Weigh-in was a good time yesterday. Uh, so this is coming to you. Uh, the event's done. You'll know who won. But we have uh, Brad and Paul here with us uh, to talk about uh, what's going on with the league? So make sure you head to onecastfishing.com. Use the code the onecast at checkout. Check out the snagless jigs, long neck hooks, uh, weedless neds, and soft plastics, which are going to get reordered because you guys are blowing Ben's business up with uh, the colors that you want that are sold out. So he's going to get those back in stock for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, anything before we get going? Man, I uh, I'm just ready to get cracking. I want to see AOI that big gold shield hold up, held up, and uh, and then I'm ready to hit the water after the fact. So what's up, Ben? You good? Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. It's actually, uh, you know, Schrader got to go down the Santee back several months ago when mm-hmm. the NPFL was there. And uh, I think Pete, we were out of town for whatever reason, or and I, I don't know what happened. Weather some, messed me up. Weather or something. But, oh, that's right, because the day got canceled, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you, you talk glowingly about going down there and going down this morning seeing Blast Off. It was absolutely awesome. Everyone was high spirits. The weather's amazing right now, so... Mm-hmm. It's awesome to be late October, and these guys are out there fishing in shorts. We get it on the TV right now that we can watch them. They're out there uh, slaying the spotted bass. So it's yeah. great to be here, yeah. Real quick before we do go, there is a tournament running live, and these two are uh, integral in that. So uh, you might see them have step away or pick up their phone, whatever, and uh, just to let you know that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, without further ado, Trey, yeah. what you got? Hey, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys very much for taking some time out of your day to come over here. And uh, we appreciate you guys having us down. You guys have been awesome, uh, like partners and and friends. And uh, you see that with the culture that the MPFL has created. And we talked about that earlier in the year, the culture and stuff like that. But um, from your guys' perspective, the 2023 season wrapping up right now, how do you feel like the culture has grown uh, in the league? Am I the culture guy? Uh, well, uh, we can both talk to the culture. You talk You talk to how the culture has grown, and I'll talk what, what we see as far as incoming culture. Yeah, obviously, you know, Trey, you, that's a, I think that's the first conversation you and I had down at, down at Santee Cooper, and, and it's, a, it's, a, a pal, you can, it's palpable. Like, you can feel it when you're here. And, ben, I, and today, look, man, these guys are under a lot of stress. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, this is nut cutting time, right? You're either going to make the championship, you're not. You're either going to make money this year, you're not. It's all on the line, right? Yeah. So, even with that stress, you're going to see what you'll hear is people talk about um, the anger specifically. We don't see it as separate entities, right? And the way you foster that mentality is it's we right? It's, it's got to be a mutually beneficial relationship between you and the anglers. You can't do something um, that doesn't benefit them or benefits you or sways it too heavily. At least you have to have the discussion. We all know it's a business. We all know those things happen. Uh, but how you handle that and how you articulate that to your customer, these guys are paying to be here, mm-hmm. right? Um, we don't run intro, no entry fees. Like they are our customers. We feel like the effort we put in uh, to make them feel like customers and treat them as such. We do hold a very high standard. We have high expectations. 
we talk with them about those expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, they know they're going to have a conversation. I've, I've had a couple this week already, but it's okay because that's the culture, mm -hmm. right? It's not something we do out of any other thing that we want to be successful. Our success is their success. And it's one thing to sit here and say it like we don't, we don't talk a lot about it internally. We talk about it externally with you guys, but we just go do it. Mm -hmm. And that culture of just doing it, we play a motivational little deal every morning. I've got a really cool one tomorrow that I'm actually going to say a few words about, but it goes into the mentality that you carry out through the whole event and how it spans between the events. You know, we're not perfect. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. We make mistakes, but how we handle those is how you truly establish uh, who you are as an entity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to bring up culture. You know, you rewind to the very beginning of the season, like, you know, a business has to grow. Um, and everything in the industry right now is so like ripped apart. And there's a lot of negativity and stuff like that. So I, I bring up that culture question, because the MPFL, a newer business into the game, but there's a lot of businesses in this game. And unfortunately, you just see a lot of the negative. And, and I think the MPFL has done an exceptional job at like maintaining a good culture that's going to carry them into 2024 and 2025 and beyond. So so that is important, because when it goes off the rails, like, if everything was pink clouds and cotton candy and everything was perfectly fine and we never got challenged, you guys know what you do and what you guys do in your business. Ben, with you running the, the, the tackle side of one cat, like you don't know what you really have until your back's against the wall. Who's in your corner? Like we, we, we say things like, hey, man, it's a family and we talk about those things internally. But who's really in the foxhole with us? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. You find out who that is when the chips and we've we've had our backs against the wall we've chose to overcome it. We've actively pursued success, right? Like we just didn't sit back and go, you know, uh, laissez-faire, like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like we, we go out and we go get it. And, and the anglers do that. We do that. And that's when you find out really, are you going, you, we've been tested. Yeah. I feel like, and, and, and I'm, I'm very proud of how we've handled it. Um, not proud of the, the way we got there sometimes, but man, that's life. Like, you know, everything, good or bad that I've done in my life has made me who I am today. And, and I stand beside that and it's made me a better person. So I'm, I'm good with that. Same thing for the league. Yeah. For, before we jump into the, to the future of the league, I have a question. Like when you look back at the beginning of, you don't have to go back to when it first started, but let's say the beginning of 2023, what are some of the biggest lessons learned from a business perspective and, and growth <laughs> mindset that the MPFL has captured so that they can take that into the future? Well, part of that culture that we establish day in and day out is is creating that, you know, we care. Like like true basis, we, we utilize different verbiage for it. Like we give a crap um, about everything, about their personal life, about their work life, about their fishing life, about their family life, everything. We, Brad and I are both very, you know, loyal to a fault. Like, like we will literally throw ourselves in front of a moving train for our anglers. That being said, at the end of the day, it is a business. And we've had to kind of pull back some of those reins and say, hey, man, this is a business conversation we're fixing to have. This is not personal. This is not emotional. But it's a business conversation. Like, Reestablishing that and in, in deciding like when you kind of have to take off the the because we we empathize with everybody whatever their problem is my power head blew my trolling motor went out uh, uh my i didn't get paid for this contract so like da, 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 like we hear it all and we empathize we have to protect the league in order to for the league to survive 
through 2028 and beyond. We have to take the business mindset to protect the league. We, we have been year one. We were the most gracious, like, like if we went back and, and looked at the dollars and in the decisions that we made that were probably not great business decisions, um, we, we've learned a lot of valuable lessons in that. But I would think that the biggest one is, is really recognizing when it comes down to a, a sheerly business, no emotion, no, you know, uh, lack of empathy or anything like that. But hey, man, we got to have that. We got to have that business talk. You know, yeah. that's a that's a valuable lesson that we we and we learn it every day. We're we're going to learn it today. We're going to learn it tomorrow, and we're dang sure going to learn it in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Before we jump into the future, I just want to say, forward facing centers a huge debate. We're not going to get into it, but I'm watching or showing <laughs> Mike Corbison on live, and what you all have done with the forward facing sonar and putting it on the screen with your anglers so that the viewer can see what they're seeing. And it's not just because we hear the complaints, right? Like we don't want to watch it because it's just guys staring down. Well, now you can actually see what they're doing. You can learn how they use it. And I don't know whose idea that was or, or if it was a collaboration or what it was, it was but my, that, that is freaking yes, you're awesome. Welcome. You're welcome. I take a hundred percent credit <laughs> yeah, I'll, for, I'll something, give it to you. for something I had zero, <laughs> zero to do with. I, I want to echo what Pete said because uh, the first time I really saw it was uh, like it was a reel or short from from Trent Trump, Trent Palmer from the coverage, but it wasn't just him fishing with in the, the live sonar screen there. Like he was explaining what he was seeing as it was going on, and that is, uh, you know, every, I know everyone's the forward face sonar argument. Everyone gets upset. You're just looking at guys on screen, but when guys are talking about what they're doing and you can see their screen, there's so much learning that can happen there. Yeah, I I actually enjoy it more than than. Sometimes guys is casting off on the distance at the bank, you know. Well, yeah, go ahead, Paul. I, I think forward-facing is, is just based on the polarization of the topic itself. Like there's thousands, tens of thousands of people who hate and despise forward-facing mm -hmm. who have never been in a boat with it. Yep. They, they, hate, they watch it on TV and they're like, I don't know what that is. It's stupid. Like it, it – hey – I said if it were up to me personally, we'd have a league. You can't fish any deeper than four feet. Let's go man up and get it on. Like, like, but, but it's not my personal decision. That being said, like, I think that this will help educate some of those folks. You're not going to please everybody all the time, right. but at least showing it and putting it out there, it, it will help educate. And I think the perfect example was at Ufala on day three when Trent was on the same fish, looking at the same fish, changing up baits and making adjustments as he thought necessary, and he didn't catch them. Forward-facing does not there, – there are a lot of off-the-books conversations going on right now with the American Sport Fishing Association approached me a week before last about some of this, and they're, they're, they're getting actual government agencies involved to understand whether it's uh, – whether it's going to affect a resource or not long-term. There's just no way to know that. We want to know that. And I think Brad and I've had the conversation when all this came up, like, are we banning it? Are we like, I, I think I called him and I said, Hey man, there's no way we're even considering this. Right. And he's like, absolutely not. We're not banning a technology. Da, da, da. Now that's as the technology sits today, it could evolve and it could evolve into something that we could consider a video camera or video system or something that we de derive as being, not traditional. The way we see it today, it stands. That being said, if anyone ties forward-facing into something that takes away from the resource, that hurts the lake, hurts the fish, or anything of that nature, it becomes a whole nother conversation. Yep, right. So yep. I think it's good that we're having all these conversations on all fronts. Putting it on the screen 
will help educate some of those people who say they just hate it because they don't have it in their boat or they can't afford it or whatever, you know, emotional attachment they have to their, you know, uh, Lawrence LMS 332C. So we, we, we had a couple of charters when we started talking about, and I brought this to Brian and the guys, a real shot. And I said, Hey man, I think, I think this would be cool. And this has been going on for almost a year. Um, and it is the fact that I've put people on my boat and showed it to them and they had heard of it. They thought they knew what it was, but they really didn't. I would say a lot of the comments and a lot of the people watching, um, even some of the people who have it don't really understand what it is or what they're supposed to do with it. Um, yeah, you can see fish, but there's so much more to that than, you know, just seeing a fish, throwing to a fish, catching a fish. Here's, here's what we are, our charter is as a production company, right? That puts on bass fishing tournaments is invoking emotion. When you tie an emotional response to something, it has staying power, right? So when you look at forward facing sonar, or when you've been in your boat with it and you see a fish come out of a pile or you see a fish chasing down your bait, there's a level of excitement, anticipation that comes with that. The problem is that was the link between the viewer and the angler that we were missing. So we use that to fill the gap and invoke the emotion in the viewer of, Oh, oh, oh you're, you're not hearing the angler say it. You're feeling it yourself. Mm -hmm. And look, man, this is all about viewership. It's about getting people to watch you. It's about entertaining people. We feel like having that forward-facing sonar and all of our anglers do a phenomenal job because they're really good with it of explaining what's going on. It's educational and it's emotionally invokes a response from the viewer that glues them to the to the set. We we didn't show it the first hour, I don't think, this morning. Yeah. Hey, where's the forward-facing sonar and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like that tells you that there's a hunger and a mm -hmm. thirst for it. Um, dude, when we put that stuff up on social... Um, not the largest ever in the MPFL history on our social for, but it was in the top 20%. Like mm -hmm. obviously we've had some stuff cook for a long time. We've had a couple viral videos, uh, go out with tens of millions of views, nothing like that, but it was the engagement was what was remarkable. The comments back to your comment on Trent explaining it. It, it was like a perfect storm. He did the perfect job for it. It was great. We've seen it from Luis Fernandez throwing a crankbait at Pickwick. Yep. We've, my, my thing is this, if you see those guys doing a great job of it, do me a favor and go share their, go share their video, go comment to them. It like, we tell them all the time. And like, we try to have, we, we know who's going to do good on the camera and, and who's going to struggle. And when we, when we identify somebody as potentially struggling, just cause it doesn't fit their personality, we don't try to change what they do, but we try to kind of coach them and just say, Hey man, good luck today. Remember you got a camera. These are some things you can say, can talk about. The, one of the hardest things for people on earth um, is is to learn how to talk in front of a camera, even to sit here and do this. Yeah. And like, yeah. like I think some of those folks just get to where they think they have to like prepare something, stage something, or like put on a show. Like just talking is fine. So when you see guys who do a good job of it, do me a favor and like send them a Facebook message, Instagram message. And that goes for anybody out there. Like when you see somebody doing something well, do, you know, give them the pat on the back or the attaboy in relation to it. They will do more in relation to that response. They don't know if what they did as well. They hear us saying it, but they think that we're motivated in relation to the growth of the league or the social for the league. They don't understand that, you know, hey, we're saying it because you did a good job. There's no motivation or anything behind it. So, yeah, just one last thing on all of that before we move on, because I don't want the whole episode to be about that. But you, you mentioned about the – the emotions with the angler and the viewer. It's about telling a story. And 
a lot of what you hear people complain that are fans of sport is like back in the day with bass when it was an hour long TV show, they told the story of the tournament through fish catches or boat issues or whatever it was. And you lost that when they went to live for eight hours in a day. But what you've done is reconnect that story because now you can see what's happening behind that emotion. Like you said, the viewer can be invested emotionally and feel those ups and downs and everything that that angler does. And they can watch it most of the time. The fish come out of the brush pile and look at your bait and don't actually eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's another huge aspect of this. And, and, and I, I'm like you, I don't want the whole episode to be about this. But this, is, this also ties into, you know, like the identity of the MPFL. We had a couple of things that we knew we had to do when we launched this company. We had to be able to take a regionally successful angler and make him a national name, right? We've done that, right? John Soka, Brandon Perkins, you know, the list goes on and on. So can you nationally brand an angler? Yes. Yep. Check. Now, can we, can we be innovative and show sponsors, endemic or non-endemic, that we have the ability to be... Um, look beyond what's in the present and move the needle for them as an entity, whatever that may be. This is an example of that, right? So no one cares what you've done until you've already done it. Yep. So this was a big deal for us as a company to say, Hey guys, here's a challenge. Here's an obstacle that we have. Can we come together with fixed productions who are a phenomenal bunch of guys and are making their bones in the production industry on their own doing other things other than just MPFL, but this is a feather in their cap as well to say, Hey man, we're capable, right? Give us a challenge and we have the, the means and the moxie to go out and get it done. Um, this is all about generating revenue for the MPFL. We've got a phenomenal, uh, tournament series. We're working on a phenomenal business. Yeah. I think the, the, the for everyone listening and watching, like challenge yourself to, uh, to look at this as a opportunity to learn. Um, and I, and I think we get so wrapped around like what used to be, we forget to look forward and, and to see how we can benefit from what's going on right now. And like putting that, that innovative way of what you guys have done, man, that's like a free college education. You know, like you're learning. If, if you're willing to learn, you can learn. Uh, so it's a great opportunity and, and, you know, don't forget, like it costs money. So you guys are spending a lot of money to to get people interested in viewing the content, right? Anglers are spending a lot of money to put the technology on their boat to be at the most competitive level, right? Without hurting the natural resources and stuff like that. So, you know, everything is a business decision, but it's it's not just for the MPFL. It's for the consumer too, you know? So, um, but you guys continue challenging yourselves and innovation is one of the things that gets a business like far beyond what you, you know, other businesses actually. So, well, the little old MPFL, you know, the, the, the little, you know, the, the ugly Volkswagen Beetle, you know, in, in, in LA, um, with all the fancy cars and stuff, um, our Volkswagen's pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and, and look, man, that, that's a very chip on the shoulder kind of thing to say, but you got to understand from where we are as a business, we have to have that mentality and that's it's right. not arrogance. It's not, you know, it's not that I don't care. Um, about, I care about, I care about it all too much. You, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we've had to actually cut some of that back because, um, we have to focus and we have to be very direct with, uh, how we spend our time. We don't have a 
hundred person staff. It's me, Paul, Al, Michelle, Mike, Kathy, and a, <laughs> and a few guys with bad attitudes around us that just get things done. And the guys at Fixer are the same way. That's not like a hundred person, you know, production company. It's about eight guys up there who really go to work and get it done. Um, but it's, it shows you what we're capable of. And I've had like, man, we had amazing response from potential sponsors. We love it. We love it. We love it. And I was like, well, man, if I told you what we've invested to do this, I need your financial support. And, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that, but like what we do here uh, on a regular basis is extremely expensive. Um, we feel like it's really good. It's high quality and we're looking for partners to come in and we've got some great potential sponsors coming up for the future that we're having amazing discussions with. But this thing doesn't run on pink clouds and cotton candy and, and good vibes, right? Like the almighty dollar, you know, pays the bills. The, the, the power company or the production company fix doesn't care how much people love it if they're not willing to pay for it. That's right. Right. So what's going on, guys? Pete with the one cast here. So excited to announce our newest podcast partner, Carolina Waters. Carolina Waters is a performance fishing and outdoor lifestyle apparel company that's based right here in North Carolina. They provide clothing like lightweight UPF shirts for those days out on the water or in the field for your hardcore fisherman or athlete. They also have casual t-shirts for those more relaxing days. Tons of different styles of headwear for the whole family. No matter what it is you're doing, if you're doing it outdoors in the Carolinas or anywhere across the country... Carolina Waters has you covered. Be sure to head over to their website, check out the apparel, find what fits your needs at carolinawatersnc.com. For the month of September, use the code THEONECAST, all one word, to save 20% off your order at carolinawatersnc.com. Again, that's carolinawatersnc.com. Use the code THEONECAST at checkout to save 20%. Appreciate y'all. Make sure you check them out. Use that code to let you know that we sent you. Help us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time. All right. So we talked about some of the 2023 challenges and yeah, we were on the forward facing sonar topic a little bit, but you know, one of the things I wanted to, before we move on, cause there's a lot of stuff going on in the future. One of the things that a lot of people don't know about, and I think we talked about it in the very first, the very first episode that we did with you guys is the community outreach programs, right? That, that's something that not a lot of people know about. Um, and so from the inception of, you know, the MPFL, how has that grown and, and what are some of the, the major success stories that you guys have seen along? the way with that well pa paul does all that for the mpfl um i do want to speak to the overall impact on the business from my seat um when we're looking at adding value for our customer which in this case is going to be the venue so the host city hey what can we do one to differentiate ourselves um because we are working from a limited budget and all those things so when you look at hey how do i become better um, without adding a lot of expense, it's just through hard work and putting in the time. So, okay, what can we do? And, and I think we started right off the get and, and started saying, Hey, we want to go out and engage with the community and get our, it's good for our anglers and their sponsors. We can shoot very high quality photos with twin visuals and give that to those anglers that they can in turn and use for their sponsors. So one it adds value for the city, it adds value for the angler and it adds value for the league. It's a win, win, win. What we've seen that grow into, Trey, is that is a very large part to what these venues, when we start talking about coming, yeah, there's a heads and beds aspect to it. There's an overall economical impact. But the thing that people don't know is we leave behind a full digital package. Everything we shoot at a venue stays with that venue. Like 
the videos, the highlights, everything. So they can use that as marketing materials down the road for future endeavors, whatever that is. If you had a company come in and just shoot a package like that for a week in your city, it would be very, very, very expensive. Yeah. So immediately we've added value to the league. We've added value to the anglers. We've added value to the company and we've shown the venue an extreme value of what they can get for that kind of money. Okay. And, but, but Paul will speak to like some of those specific conversations, you know, in the, in the process, when we go out to the city, we run into two hurdles. Uh, the first one, there's been a bunch of fishing tournaments here. They know fishing, they understand fishing. And we're like, Hey, we're going to do outreach. And they're like, what? Like, like they just don't, they almost don't care about it. They're not responsive on it. Um, when we have that happen, Brad tasks me and says, look, man, I don't care if they picked it or not, go find us some. Like, it's not something just because the city says it's not important to them. Um, and that, that's the exception, not the rule. But there are places we go where they just don't have any interest in it because there's been other tournaments there. Then, after the fact, when they see what we go and do, they're like, wow, everybody should do this. And we're like, okay, great. You know, tell them, don't tell us. We'll, we'll be back. Um, the outreach, I think, you know, just based on what we do logistically and the outreach side of, of what we have to offer, um, we've left, I know, four different places with contracts in hand for return events. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the bold truth about it, nobody cares what the fishermen do. Like from the city aspect we talk about growing the sport. We talk about showing people who we are and what we do. At the end of the day, we could come to Gwinnett County. We could fish Lake Lanier. We could not have done what we did on the outreach side, and absolutely nobody would care other than maybe there's a dude holding a $100,000 check. Um, it's just the blunt truth of what we do. We went to – we had a short-notice opportunity this week come up from the city of Gainesville to go to a senior center. Um, we had – I believe three boats, either three or boats, go to the senior center. Miss Regina Dyer at City of uh, Gainesville has already said she will not forget any of those three anglers. Um, she knows their names. She's rooting for them. She's asking questions about, hey, you know, why am I not seeing Will Harkins on here? Why am I not seeing Richard Key? Or, you know, she is seeing Will Harkins, but why do I see Will and not not Richard Key type of deal? And we, we explain some of that, but we now have somebody who, who had direct connection to fishing tournaments she's dealt with a bunch of them but she's got that emotional investment and that relatability because those guys took the time out of their off day to go to the senior center and spend some times with some folks um a lot of it you know a lot of what we do and this goes back even to the business side and brad Brad will contest to this there's a lot that we do that there's an absolutely zero explanation other than our faith like we're like if, if, if we sit down at the end of the day and we're truthful with ourselves, Brad doesn't do it, I don't do it, like think things happen because it's meant to be and because it's there and because it's predestination and because, you know, we do have faith in what we do and we're, we're making the right decisions um, in relation to that. Um, that being said, on the outreach side, like you, was it uh, year one at Grand, <coughs> excuse me, year one at <coughs> Grand, we went to a, animal shelter didn't say anything didn't didn't ask didn't have any expectation um cory uh cory Noll. yeah cory Noll yep. adopted a dog well we're like okay cool now the dog's in the boat cory's got a camera he fished pretty well that day or, or you know the dog literally goes across stage like he's been going to fishing tournaments for <laughs> you know 40 years like he's old hat old business like we, we, we couldn't, it made a 
phenomenal story. We didn't ask for it. We didn't force it. it it's all organic. So, I, I, you know, I say all that to say this. Like, we do the outreach because we care. Like, we're not doing it for the photo op. We're not doing it for the press now. Like, for instance, when we went to that shelter, we asked them, hey, are you okay with um, – with uh, us filming and all that. And they said, yeah, we need resources. We need people to know who we are. We need people. So we do go to a lot of these places and they tell us like, hey, please film our story so you can help us tell the world. We also leave that digital packet, media packet with those folks. Um, I, I, I got to give a shout out to our content creators, you know, Twin Visuals, Tanner and Travis Lyons, because they make us look like just animals out there. Like like the storytelling piece for the relatability side um, is pretty unbelievable what they do from a quality of content stance. So that's, that's a huge thank you to them for what they do. Um, that being said, it, it, you may get, you may get a lot of people watching, looking for that story piece that you don't realize, you know, who also check out fishing while they're there and learn something or other about what tournament fishing is and, and how it works on our, our event. Yeah. And there's a significant amount of stuff we do that we don't film. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, it's something, you know, it's personal. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's important. Like there's, there's certain businesses that are going to be remembered for certain things. And, you know, you guys are going to be remembered for the legacy that you leave behind. It takes a village and those small acts of kindness, like, yeah, everyone may not want to do it right? Because it doesn't benefit them, but they may not see like the 30,000 foot perspective on what's really going on here. Like a very small percentage of what we do or what you guys are doing is really fishing. I mean, that's the platform, right? That's the competition side of it, but there's so much more that goes beyond just catching, you know, five fish a day and bringing them to the scales. Um, and with that being said before, do you guys got anything before I move on? I will say, um, it also shows the quality of anglers you have here just as people willing to go do that because I was, we were talking this morning at the launch, you know, there's right now, there's no requirement, right? It's, it's, they've got to be willing to do that. And you've got anglers willing to do that. And I guess it's been about a couple months ago that the application opened up for next year. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you got to apply invite, but that's something to be said, like the anglers are looking for, uh, you want good and great anglers, but you want decent people, people willing to, you know, service, right? They want to give back to fit into your organization. And um, in the, right, I don't know what all we're going to get into, but um, I think as we're going forward, as we see what's going on in the industry, like you guys are going to have more people wanting to come over here and you're able to select the right people, right? The right anglers who are willing to give back as well as go catch monster fish like they're like they're doing out here on Lanier right now. We, yeah. we, we believe as a company that, you know, and if that cat was sitting here, he would smack you. He hates, you know, growing the industry, growing the industry. Man, I would argue that you're not going to do anything to grow the industry with a rod and reel in your hand. Right. Right. So um, inviting more people into the bass fishing circle is done through those outreach programs. Uh, I guarantee the the uh, the senior living facility we went to in um, Oklahoma yeah, where, you, you know, one of the anglers stopped and bought a dozen roses and handed roses out to all the ladies there, you know, and, and just it, it was Dude, they, they, were, they were crying. They were so happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, they now know who the MPFL is, and they watch every – like, they're watching right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. mm -hmm. dude, that is that is – you know, we talk about growing the sport. You know, we, we, we feel like there's ways you can do that um, outside of what we do just in the fishing realm itself. So, on the angler front, there's two instances that stick out in my mind, and I'll never forget. The first one happened at the, the first trip to Pickwick in Counts, Tennessee. A local paper uh, reporter happened to catch – 
Chris Canute, uh, he's not fishing with us this year. I don't, I don't know what his, his intention or status is for the future. Um, great guy. He's an NPFL family guy. Like he's, he's one of us. Um, but a local reporter caught him like stopping from his day of competition. He trolled over to a dock, signed a hat and gave it to a kid. He had no idea anybody was watching like, like none, absolutely none gets in the paper doing that, not trying, not, he was just, he saw a kid fishing on the dock and he's like, Hey man, I got an opportunity to make, there's a young angler. I got an opportunity to make this kid's day. Let's do it. So when you see those decisions, it's great. We were in Wisconsin sitting at a restaurant, having breakfast. Like we do after lunch, we go to breakfast guy walks up and he's like, Hey, y'all running this fishing tournament. And I'm like, Oh boy. And I look at Brad, <laughs> Brad's like, "Who was Oh it? man, where, where, where is this going to go? And he goes into this uh, about 10-minute diatribe on how he was bank fishing. And in all the years of bank fishing around fishing tournaments, he never had anyone show him respect. He said— well, It was a group of veterans. Yeah, he, they would take a group of veterans yeah. down there every day or every two days a week or something to fish from this part of the, of the, of the lake, and that's what he was doing there. And he said tournament guys come through, cast over top of them. You know, nothing just disrespectful, but he said, man, one of your guys pulled up, went out around— left us alone. He said that meant the world to us. So we, we, we said, Hey, sir, if you don't mind, like we always say, it's one thing to hear it from us, but when it's someone else tell him, so we invited him to the angler meeting that afternoon and he talked about it. Um, you know, uh, we don't, you know, we don't take those situations lightly. We're thankful for them. That goes back to that process. And we can talk about the culture of the future you know, expanding on that in relation to it is about selecting the right people. It is making sure. And we take shots on guys. Like we'll tell guys, Hey, you know, if you, you get in where you fit in, if you're going to come over here, there's, there's some, you know, clarification that we need to have and discussion we need to have on the front side. And Brad manages all that. Um, but, but at the same time, the majority of the time, you know, showing them some grace and bringing them in, they're, they're going to, they're going to mold into, you know, what they're enjoying and what they see other people enjoying. Absolutely. So speaking of the future, um, you know, the future culture, the future growth, um, you guys have already solidified for the most part, your, your 2024 schedule working on 2025 schedule. I think it's pretty much already done, but it's we, done. we can't tell anybody, uh, cause we don't know, but anyways, um, so, uh, you don't have to run through the, the, the next year stops, but how is the, the league growing next year? It's, it's, uh, my wife got on me the other day cause she's like, everything is going so well, yet you are more on edge, more like, like you're more, on, you're, you're just like, you're nervous. I'm like, yeah, it's easy when you've got clear defined obstacles in front of you that you're just attack, attack, beat it, move on to the next one. This is unnerving because we're in a little bit of uncharted territory with regards to expanding the number of anglers in the field. Logistically, that provides an obstacle for us that we've got some great workarounds on what we're going to do to handle some of that. We're adding another release boat. You know, that's that's something that you have to stay in front of the logistics side of it. Um, you know, the operational, you know, the planning, the pace plan for, hey, what if this, what if this, what if this? And we do that. We, that's just part of our nature. That's part of who we are. It's part of my DNA. When you think about the 130 anglers and the, all the, a lot of the little things we do. Um, my concern is to have the same look and feel to the MPFL at a almost double the size of the field. It's the culture. So, and that's really what you're talking about here is how do we, what are going to be the obstacles to maintaining that? 
and it's just harder with more mouths to feed. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's just something we're going to have to work really hard. We've, we've, we have regular discussions about that. And it starts with what you said, Ben, getting the right guys here. And, you know, we, we had a quick chat this morning. Um, that's where it starts. If you have one bad apple in the group, it can really derail it for yeah. the whole organization. Um, and I don't mean bad apple like cheating, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. I just mean there's a certain, we're a new business. We're mm -hmm. a growing business. We're a startup going into year four. We're still a startup. Um, that makes you extremely, um, vulnerable to bad things. When something small that happens and I, I'm, I'm going to talk about something cause it, it speaks to how we do things. Um, we had an incident yesterday with our release boat. We have a single release boat that's dual redundant. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like our, our fish release rates are, you follow with a hundred degree heat index. We had, uh, three fish we lost all week. That's wow. Awesome. I'm sorry. We had we had eight total fish for the week. The most we had in a single day was three was the high three, three, two, I think is what it was. Um, because we, we hound our angers about it. We had a, we had a, we had a nearly catastrophic incident yesterday that was out of the scope of our control. Um, with the release boat, that would have been horrible Th that nothing we could have done to prevent it. It just, it's just something that happened. Um, I will say we had one fish out of this fishery yesterday that expired. And we ended up with five. Still a phenomenal. I knew this was going to happen. If you got to take it, it's fine. A phenomenal release rate. Um, so, but it just goes to show you how fleeting success yeah. is in this industry. Because one little misstep yeah. like that, bro. Like you imagine you lose a whole release boat full of spotted bass yeah. in a trophy fishery, but that's the that's the risk you take when you start doing these things. And and guess what? We woke up this morning, we launched the entire staff. We have eight people here with us and every one of those guys are at that release boat right now. And it will be 100, it'll be better today than when we started the morning. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're building another redundancy. Like, Hey man, we didn't see this. Like we're adding a redundancy to make sure that never, ever has a possibility to happen again. I've already called the release boat that we're getting. I'm like, Hey, I want this installed on it. That way this will never happen again. You know what I mean? Like yep. I just want the people at home to understand how, and it's, this goes for bass, the invite everybody, but especially for us, cause we're so new that you're extremely vulnerable to one little mistake can really derail everything. No one cares how great you've done. They always care. Like what's the worst thing you did this year. You'll That's be remembered gonna, by your failures. hundred yep. percent. And, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm proud of, again, how it was handled and overcome and all that stuff. So, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're lucky. Um, you got to be a little bit lucky in this man. Oh yeah. yeah. You got to be and, and fortune, uh, favors the brave. Right. So, That's right. um, <laughs> we, we, we believe that we're, we're, we're just too dumb to quit. So we're going to keep rolling. When you do things the right way, those breaks seem to go your way more often than not. You hear people talk about karma, momentum, whatever you want to call it. You all do things the right way when nobody's looking and when people are looking and you're going to catch those breaks like that. Um, and it, like you said, the fear of the obstacles you can see, you're not that scared of because you can, you can attack those. It's when you don't, it's reacting to contact, right? Like <laughs> something happens and you have to react to it and you get a huge control point there by screening your anglers because you're not 
as likely to get blindsided with, hey, I'll say it right here and you guys don't have to agree with me. Fishermen are some of the most dramatic people I've ever met in my life. I'm one of them. I've probably done it before. Absolutely. But like, <laughs> look at the debates going on. Yeah, right look now. at everything going on with the MLF and everybody. Like, it's out there. FFA. Like, yeah. being able to control some of that and, and who is fishing with you and, and knowing how some folks are, you can help eliminate some of those risks. There, there are anglers who have chosen not to fish the MPFL based on mine and their conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mean, I don't mean that like in a braggadocious kind of kiss the ring kind of way. I just mean that, Hey man, I, I try to be, have the hard conversation up front. So you don't have to have an uncomfortable situation later, but Hey man, this is what we do. This is what we will do. This is what we won't do. This is, these are my expectations for you. These are my expectations for us as we project them to you. This is the platform. This is what, you know what I mean? All that stuff. It's, it's an hour long conversation with every single angler that's fishing the MPFL. And, and, and I would challenge you guys today. It's funny. And I, you don't realize the impact you have on an angler, to be honest with you. If you walk up to anyone in this league, they remember that phone call with me because it set the tone for everything that they've said. And I, I think we've done a good job of doing what we said we would do. Um, and going above and beyond to meet their expectations. As you guys see, we're owner operators, mm -hmm. right? Like we're in the trucks, we're on the stage, mm -hmm. we're yeah. in the trailer. Uh, that makes a huge difference with the anglers because we're in it with them. Like yeah. we're so shoulder to shoulder and that makes a huge difference. Well, yeah. well, we also don't let it fester. Like if a, if a problem arises, I'll, I'll utilize an experience this week on the schedule. Um, and lots of guys are very emotional about the schedule and it's, and it's an emotional call. Um, we have one angler I've had countless scheduled conversations with him i know where he wants to go he tells us where where he wants to go um i've had conversations with the locations that he wants to go to it's not our decision like it's not we're not not going to that place out of our personal decision well this week like like he's he's voiced his displeasure to me twice and but i don't run from it i don't avoid him like i knew it was coming and i walked right up to him and said hey man let, let's let's hammer it out now like like you're either gonna fish with us or not fish with us i i get that it's not emotion but like by by going to that and having that direct conversation and there are times i promise you there have been multiple times where either i get overly emotional or brad gets overly emotional and brad will come to me and he'll be like pump the brakes i got this go away and i'll go to brad and i'll say hey bud wrong time wrong place let me handle this one like like we're a good check and balance for each other that type or, of or they do something real stupid and we both get ticked. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but because we don't avoid it, because we don't wait till next week to talk about it, I'll tell you one great one. And and I'm patting ourselves on the back for this because I didn't know how we were gonna do it. When you talk about when you get into that cheating deal, that that we squashed all that right out of the gate. If I'm fishing NPFL against Brad Fuller and I want to accuse him. Uh, of anything nefarious related to the rules, I have to do so in writing before I leave the weigh-in, and I have to sign my name. Do you know how much? We, we still get the calls. Hey, so-and-so, such-and-so. Whoa, bud, before you start this conversation, are you going to do it in writing immediately, and are you going to sign your name to it? Nope. Okay. Then I'm then, then sorry. I'm, I'm, I will listen to what you have to say, <laughs> right. but – but if we're not doing this in an official capacity, it's not worth your time. Mm -hmm. um, so that takes a lot of the, like, 
because stuff happened. I mean, I've seen I've seen guys not talk to guys anymore. They they were in each other's weddings. They stayed at each other's houses. A big tournament comes up, and they go fish the same hole that one says the other one didn't find. However, it worked. But like, I mean, I know guys that don't talk to each other anymore. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. Um. We had an issue with with two anglers that had a dust up at Winnebago. Not not nothing bad, but Brad will be the first to say it. Hey, man, y'all handle that on the water. I'm not babysitting you. Don't come to me about him. He's standing right over there. Go deal with it. You know, now we hope they deal with it respectfully, professionally. If they don't, we'll address it from there. But a lot of that, a lot of that just accountability and that transparency squashes so much. I get, I get calls from anglers in other leagues. Hey, did you hear about such? And I, (laughs) I just, I listen and I'm like, Hey, how's your mom and them, you know, have a good day. And I go about my business. Like, like, I think some people just feed off of it. Yep. Instead of feeding off of it, we we put it out there. We squash it. They they can agree to disagree. They can agree to be arch enemies. It, it, we don't force anyone to be friends with anybody, but you're not going to be disrespectful to each other, and you're not going to create this underling of back talk, side talk, things of that nature. We we deal with pretty much everything head on. Yeah, we don't we don't see that, uh, or at least I don't see that out of anybody on social media. You know, against the MPFL, there's other anglers and other leagues and stuff that are, are pretty voiceful right now. You know, the industry, everyone talks about the industry. Well, let's just say business. Business in the world is always a complex situation. It's always dynamic and fluid. It's going to change. There's going to be turnover. Fortune 40, 100, 500 companies at the bottom 50% every single year, they wipe those employees out and bring in new Talking about bringing in new with the 2024 season, you guys are going to have around, what, 130 anglers, give or take, on your roster? Yeah, yep. I, I think it's important to we, – we said 130, and I was hard cap 130. Yep. And and after we get into the logistics of it, um, it it's going to be 130-ish. And we, we can talk more about that after the break if you want to get into exactly yeah. Yeah, how we broke that down. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about that. All right, yeah, so 2024, man, uh, you got 130-something anglers – do you want to do you want to discuss any of them or the roster's not solidified yet right no i'm not i'm not really willing to discuss uh that just yet um but but i'll talk about why you you know what i mean yeah um because we're in the middle of our sixth event and i know this way or probably after we're done though right but but as we sit here right now like my it's hard, man. Like we literally just started working on 24 about two months into the this season. When I say working, like actively doing things, you know, for the 24 season. Um, but that turning the anger list loose, taking applications and, and all that, dude, it's, it's next to schedule. It's the hardest thing we do because yep. it's, it's extremely time consuming. Um, I sit in the office at home. And I talk to 15 to 20 anglers a day. Most of those conversations are at least an hour. So if that's, if I'm doing 15 to 20, if I ever give everyone an hour, I'm working 15 hours and this isn't a boohoo thing. It's the dedication we have to make sure that we get the right people in the league. Some conversations are much shorter. Some conversations are over multiple days and much longer. Um, so there are, um, I've talking to more, uh, current professionals this year than ever. Um, there will be way more professionals. Just, just real quick, when you say current professionals, you mean fishing like like BBT established anglers? Yeah, or, yeah. They're, they're they're currently fishing something else, something else at, at a at a high level. So invitationals, pro circuit, elites. Okay, mm-hmm. like they're in one of those three leagues, um, and those conversations are very dynamic, right? Um, 
we don't invite everyone that calls us. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a kiss the ring thing. It speaks to what we're looking for. And I have anglers ask me all the time, like, what's the requirements? There are no requirements. The requirement is that you and I have a conversation. Um, we talk about what each other's needs and desires are w within the industry and what, what we can do and what, what they can do for us and vice versa. And then we come to an agreement that, that you're a good fit and we send you a contract and the rules and then it's the balls in your court. Currently I've got 135 contracts out to anglers. I have 68 signed with paid invoices, which means they are 68 guys locked into the MPFL for 2024 schedule release on Wednesday. We have seen an influx of those that we haven't had a chance to process yet. Cause we're dedicated to make sure these 69 guys in the water this week are getting everything that we can give them. But I suspect next week is going to be a very busy week of closing out the field. Some of those anglers are household names. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, guys, they get the same conversation as yeah. somebody you've never heard of. I, right. I wanted I wanted to point that out. Like, you know, there's no entitlement uh, in in the National Professional Fishing League. Like, you guys have a conversation and identify whether or not they're going to fit the culture of the league, you know. And, yeah, you may have won a couple Bassmaster Classics or whatever the case may be, but maybe because you were good in that league, but maybe not our league. So I think it's important to point that out. Like, Well, it's, it's interesting to use the word good. Right. Being a good angler does not make you a good person. That's right. Being yeah. a good football player doesn't make you a good person. We need above. I said this today and I think you guys all chuckled like, hey, man, the MPFL as it sits right now, my 68 that I have, there's fish catchers in there. Like we oh, can yeah. build a show and a company around them. Do we want the support of some of these guys that have larger followings? Absolutely. The goal with your anger field for a company like us is to build your sphere of influence. Mm hmm. Right. As you expand your sphere of influence, that creates it makes you more valuable. Right. So looking at anglers, we're bringing I'm not saying, hey, I don't look I don't know how many followers, not a single guy I've added. I have no idea, but I know what their reputation is. We do make phone calls on the back end and follow up to make sure that we're doing our due diligence with with guys. And we do that for guys that I've never heard of. Right. Mm -hmm. Look, I didn't I didn't know who Will Harkins was when Will Harkins came to the MPFL. Never heard of him. He's phenomenal. Right. Like, but I knew in the conversation I had with him, I'm like, this guy's for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Most of the conversations where I say, Hey man, I'm sending you a contract right now. Like you're invited to the MPFL. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, man, this is it. Like it's, it's me and you, I told you it's me and you having a discussion. Like you good with that? Yeah, do it. Like those, that's typically the way that goes. Um, there have been guys that I haven't extended that same kind of deal to. Um, I have come back later in some of those and some of those I have not. Um, I told you guys earlier that if you're, if you get on the phone and tell me how I arranged my living room furniture in the first 20 minutes on our phone call, but you've never set foot in my house, it's an indicator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and we're not looking for, you know, like, Oh Brad, what can I put my boat in the water now? You know what I mean? Like anybody here will tell you that's not the way we do things. And there's no rite of passage to being in the MPFL. It's just that we have to take very um, good care of the culture of the MPFL. That's all that is, right? Yeah. Like, because it's, it's, it's all we've got. Yeah. Right. Like right now it's, it's what, it's how we're going to grow our business. So it's and the honestly, most important thing we do. Honestly, it's what sep separates you from the other leagues is there is a culture. I'm not saying there's not a culture at Bass or at MLF, but there just being a really good angler can get you to the top. The, level. It the, doesn't matter if you're a good person or not. There will be guys that come into this league next year that, um, will be amazed at how well the field gets along and how they help each other. I'm not yeah. saying they don't want to beat each other's brains in the water, 
but there are acts of kindness every single day with the field. Now, do we have dust ups and, you know, guys get their lines crossed out there? Absolutely. But that's competition. That's yeah, okay. It it's how you handle that. And if it ever gets back to us and we deal with it, we deal with it head on face to face. That's it. We, we heard that firsthand what, from Trent when he was on. Um, oh, yeah. With him when and it, Patrick. When, it, when his motor blew the final day. Well, and then, I mean, there was an, uh, an example yesterday, and I can't remember who the two yeah. angler was, but somebody ended up with a big walking bait in their hand and knew that there was a guy around the corner and just ran over to him and said, so, hey, can you help? Yes. And that guy could have easily said, no, man, I'm, I'm fishing. Like, But no, he took a couple minutes out of his time and helped him get that hook removed. Yeah, so it's, I mean, those are, it was Landon Tucker and Ron Johnson. Landon had a, caught a big spot, 512, I think, and um, got a hook in his hand. He went around, and Ron's like, yeah, man, come on over. Like, we'll get that thing out of there, did the old, you know, braided line hook trick. Um, and he goes, it wasn't a quick process. Like I had to get the bait off, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and Ron was there to help him. And, you know, I, I would think if there's a, a surgical need on the water, like guys are going to, you know what I mean? Like, but even those little nuancey kind of petty things that guys do, um, and man, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Matt Mollahan, who's one of our anglers, previous anglers, he's coming back in your four owns dynamic motorsports and Marine down there in South Carolina, Timmy Reams, who was our AOI leader the first part of the season, blew a powerhead. He's rolling around and his, his dealerships demo boat, a, the top of the line icon with yep. every option you can get on it. Yeah. I was like, man, he didn't have a $95,000 loaner yeah. for it. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, dude, I'm a nervous wreck driving yeah. this thing around yeah. the lake. Like, Barely over idle. Ha half throttle head on a swivel, <laughs> shutting down 6,000 miles from the, from the point. Like, but, but yeah, man, it's, it's there's no secret sauce to it though man there, there's a palpable we keep talking about culture but it's it, you can feel it when you when you get everybody's mingling in the morning at weigh-in dude wait till saturday everybody's oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm excited yeah. To, to see that but it's just like everybody even if they have their little quarrels everybody is one when you're here i've i've been to blast off for every every trail and it's not always like that like this is a little bit different too because the way it's a phenomenal facility you can probably park three mpfl tournaments there honestly um but th th we it's uh there's no like a, i'll just use green pond for instance where you've got those big long docks where mm -hmm. everybody can get on the dock and talk and do those things it's not really set up that way but you still get that feel here yeah. mm -hmm. and at the weigh-in on saturday is what you'll see the, you know what the you know what the big problem for us logistically on Saturday is all the anglers that stay to watch the champion be yeah. crowned. Yeah. It's a problem yeah. every single event. So, you know, it, and that was one we didn't we, see coming. We, we we knew we hit it at Ufala, Alabama, year one. You weigh in to the right of Lake Point. We're standing on the stage. We just crowned the trophy to John Sukup, and I tap him on the shoulder, and I'm like, "Look at that!" And literally in that open field, there was probably 35, 45 boats, guys sitting on them. Um, I, I have I tell people all the time I'm like hey you want to come meet Patrick Walters come to one of our weigh-ins he's going to be standing there on Saturday drinking a beer hanging out having a good time um, you know touching on the culture bit a little bit I don't want to derail the conversation but those names and and how we were talking about those big names they want to be here yeah, like, yeah, like we're not we're not compensating them we're not we're, we don't treat them any different we have zero entitlement with them their names uh any of that type of deal. We don't take advantage of it. We haven't taken these guys, you know, uh, we, we, we haven't put John Cox on a pedestal and, and like exploited his circle of influence. What we have done is talk to him and treated to him, um, you know, like, like he'll be texting me here in a minute. It, 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 it's hard to explain, but those guys want to be here because they come back and it feels like 
when they started fishing. Yeah. There's not the politics. There's not the drama. And they enjoy being here. That's why other guys are coming. I think that's a, a great opportunity for, for you all in the league because, like, we, we've seen Patrick Walters, John Cox, right, some, some elite guys on the trail. And, you know, you're talking about how you're, you're building – new profile angle profiles because there's guys in there that are hanging with them every single time and right, there, right it, one right there hunter bogman exactly right yeah. <laughs> and on the screen with quentin capo prior elite guy they, they, yep. they, they were hanging with these guys like it's not like these these guys who who are fishing from other professional circuits are winning every single event right there are hammers over here and as if a few more guys come over that's going to bring hopefully more viewership you're creating more anglers you're really growing the industry in that sense because now you got more profiles. And then, um, because the anglers are coming here because they want to be here in that culture, hopefully some of those guys will take some of that influence back to wherever they're fishing, go. right? Yep. And we yep. you, kind of a grassroots, let's kind of change the mentality yep. a little bit. And It's funny, Ben, because um, the number one thing I hear from current professionals in another league is I just want to show up. You tell me what time to be there. You tell me what time I'm coming back. You run a clean tournament, and I come, I fish, and I enjoy myself. Yeah. Right? Like, we we have fun, right? Yeah. Like, and and look, man, I, I, I have a lot of um, – I take this really seriously. So, I, you'll see me with, you know, one – you know what I mean? And, and the guy's like, oh, man, are, are you not having fun? I'm like, yeah, man, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you know what I mean? This is my fun fish. Well, but this is, listen, man, like, this is our business. Like, this yeah. is what I do. Like, I'm not going to show up to your concrete job on Monday morning and look at you when you're pulling 17 yards of concrete and actually if you're having fun. Right. Right? Like, yeah. just understand that. And and I'm where, trust me, when you see me doing, that's what you, that's what you want me doing. That's where you need me. Um, I enjoy myself when I'm home, when I'm in the woods, when I'm, you know what I mean? When I'm on the farm, that's this is work and I, I'm, I'm cl I clock in every morning here at three 30 and I went to bed at 11 15 last night. Um, and we'll do it again for days and days and days, but those guys who are coming and not just them, man, it's the guys that you never heard of. Hey, I want to be part of it. Think about where we've come. Like yeah. last year was an extremely volatile year where we didn't know if we we're going to have a 23 season. Yeah. Yep. So now I'm, I saw a comment on social media and I actually screenshot it and sent it to Michelle um, somebody said, I'd love to get in these things, but they're impossible to get into now. Mm -hmm. Think about that. In just yeah. mm -hmm. 10 months, we went from, please, we need anglers. We can't, we're not going to survive without anglers. We need your support. Hang with us. We promise we'll make this worth your while, blah, 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 to, well, you can't even get in the daggum thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it, a, it's a crazy, but, and we, I take that, like that makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Like that makes me like, ugh. You know, it, that's a big responsibility. This is the business side of it. It's not impossible. We're, we're here. Fill out the application. Get a hold of us. My cell phone number is everywhere. Um, you know, we, we are pretty full up to this point for this year, but we still want to give we still want to give the opportunity and the chance to the guys who deserve it. The guy that works, the guy who, the guy who has raised kids and put himself in a position where he's freed up financially and time wise to go fish. I'm not dragging. 20 dudes from other organizations just to get the names in here. Yep. I still want to give, I, I remember when we called uh, Gary Adkins, he and I were in a boat driving in a boat. He's like, Hey, we're going to call this dude. AOI. Boom. Done. He's, he's, <laughs> right. he's, he's, he, he was already a very accomplished angler. He's a na na national name. Yep. Uh, guys like Adam Savage, guys like these guys have the same drive, desire, work ethic, everything else 
um, that they want to put together. So w- when we're building that culture, when we do pick the pros who have fished elsewhere, we actually hold them to a higher accountability and we tell them like, Hey man, you're here. We love you. Now the work begins. Our expectation out of them is to treat it like that golden rule really does apply. If, if I know they're going to come in here and they're going to lift up a Will Harkins, they're going to lift up a Hayden Hammond, a young angler and give them a piece of advice and, and be productive to the society to no brainer. Yep. If and I we, think there's a question that, that they might not, we may have a que- yeah. we may have a conversation and work through that. If I know they're not going to be productive to the culture, it's just not worth it. Don't care what their name is. I think it goes back to something you said earlier about it's not a kiss the ring thing. That goes both ways. You're not going to kiss the ring just because of somebody's name that wants that that throws their name in the hat to come fish here. Just like you don't have to kiss your ring to get in. It it, it works both ways. Remember this, man. I get the we get to pick who we do business with yeah that's right right that that's yep. that's it's really that simple we I, I had the best phone call i've ever had from an angler last week and a current angler who's been with here he's he didn't fish year one but he fished year two and three he said hey man he goes i've been waiting to make this phone call until i felt like it was the right time he said i want you to understand and i'm not going to name his name he said what you guys have done for me this year is really made me a better person like seeing how you operate here in the motivational speeches in the morning. I send out a text every now and then, but I know it's been like you follow. I sent out one every day cause it was rough on the anglers. Right. And, and I want them to know that we're still here for them. You know what I mean? Like we do those things and we use like words like love and care and, and you know, and, and, and admire and all those words for our anglers. And he said, and I, and I got off the phone and I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing. And, and dude, he's, he's not a top, I think he's in the top 50 in AOI, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like he's yeah, – I don't think he's cast a check, maybe one check this year. But for him to come out of that and tell me that, that was – I was like, dude, we're – I don't – It's some of it's magic, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, Michelle tells me all the time, like, being us is good enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, just being who we are, we're good people, we have good hearts, we have good intentions, and just be who we are and be true to ourselves, and everything's going to work out. And, I and man, we, we believe it. And Mike and Kathy Como, Mike's, Mike had a horrible day yesterday. <laughs> like, horrible. Mike's Mike's the 50, Mike and Kathy are 51% owners. They, they are the majority owners, and Mike also fishes with us. Mike is my business consultant partner. Um, Mike has no idea about tournament logistics. Mike has no idea about schedule. Mike has no idea about a lot of things. He is a, he's a savant when it comes to business. Like I've learned more in the last year and a half from him about business than I could have any Harvard, Yale business school, promise you. That's valuable to our customer base. That's valuable to us. But when you, when you see a guy like that and I, and I shared that story with him and he's like, it, it, it's like it's all worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's gets to go out and he gets to fish in these tournaments and all that. Um, but we're all in on this MPFL thing. Like this is it. You know what I mean? We've looked at doing some other things, um, and I think some of those may work out just through expansion and acquisition and stuff. But man, I'm just I, we've talked about we won't do anything like that at the detriment of what we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be uh, the conditions have to be set, and there has to be like a full campaign plan for you to say, okay, conditions are set, we can expand now. Because I think a lot of businesses do that too, too fast. Early, yeah, Scale they they fast. try to skip. Yeah, they try to go too big. They don't have the logistics. They don't even have their foundation. Their foundation is not even set yet. When we say you know? we have to, right? Like, man, if we don't, then there's a detriment to the business. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and dude, just like when you're running your like, I ran a yeah. tackle company for eight years, and 
you know, everybody, oh, we need this, we need that, we need this. I'm like, yeah, man, but hang on. Like, you, you, you scalability, it, right? Like, yeah. and, and oftentimes you go, okay, I have to do this or it's going to hurt my business. And we're, we're not there yet. You know what I mean? But if an opportunity comes up at low risk, yeah, maybe, maybe you take it early. You, yeah. you know what I mean? But we, do, we've got... There's a lot going on. Yeah, a so, lot. So, uh, so we know you have, you're running a tournament what, right now. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to say, the, the one thing you haven't done yet, which is have a championship that's going to be next year, that's going to be on Amistad. We're all tracking that. Tracking, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we all know that. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts going into Amistad just real quick? And, and what do you first? Oh, there it is. We're not even live, but it's live. Uh yeah, what are your thoughts yeah, I, going I can, into Amistad? I, I can answer that real quick, and I, I do have to step out and take that call. Um, dude, it's it's going to be emotional, right? Like, it, it's going to be, like, a culmination of three years of work to get that done. Um, Paul and I were talking about some things yesterday. It's funny because Paul and I, he's like, hey, I need two minutes to talk about this. I'm like, all right, man, we're up to four days of conversations on these two-minute conversations. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but, but man, we're going to try to make that a really special, look, man, it's not going to be the classic, right? Like let's, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to manage expectations. It's not supposed to be the classic. No, what, what? It, but you know what I mean? Like just that, I think people hear championship and it's like, look, man, we're going to get one off under our belt. We're going to make it very special for the anglers. We got some really cool stuff planned for the 25 guys who are going to be down there. Um, and, man, and, and the, that's the focus for us is yeah, making it special. like we, we're not, we're not planning an expo. We're not planning up like, like we're not trying to be something we're not. We want those guys to feel like, holy crap, man, I have to be part of this championship for every year moving forward. And that's going to be what we're hyper-focused like, on. Like, dude, we're talking Manny Petties in the morning before <laughs> yeah. they launch every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to have drivers for them to, to do everything. Heck, we, yeah. You guys see, we do that for them now. Like, yeah. Exactly. And, and here's a crazy thing, man. Like, I, did you know we did that, Ben, that we, we actually put the anglers in and parked their trucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but there's guys like, the bad thing is that's an expectation now. Oh yeah, we had three. We had three this morning that that walked up and they said, "Hey, who's backing my truck in?" And I said, "You, buddy." And just walked away. I don't like, remember how to do that. Like we man. do have to. We do but have man, to it, check them it's, every once. It, 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 it's 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 those little things like that that you know it. it, it and man, we, we do it every possible chance we can. Yeah. Um, because it, but again, when it, when you normalize it and it loses its luster, yeah. it then it becomes a burden, right? I mean, I, I'm just being honest with you. Like it becomes something like, okay, guys, like, and I've, we've had to do things in the past where it's like, hey, man, I know we've done this in the past. It is logistically not feasible for me to do that. So suck it up, buttercup. It's on you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they're like, got it, Brad. Appreciate it. They may not like it, but yeah. they don't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Ma making the championship all about the anglers is is key and, and you oh. hear that i know you said it's not the classic but it shouldn't be it should be the league's thing and it should be the anglers thing and you hear that out of a lot of guys like man if i don't make the classic i don't really want to be there because working the expo sucks you know yeah man it's but uh, our, our, we have we have uh, three or four goals with that championship it's the first one um obviously uh and Again, I want every angler walking away from that. The business size, you want the anglers walking away going, buddy, like, <laughs> you can't, you can't not miss that. Like, they treated us yeah. like, you know, kings kind yeah. of thing. If you Give didn't me. listen to our first inter interview with these guys when they came on, go back and you can hear how the first championship they were supposed to have got ripped away from them. Uh, kind of a last minute deal, bum deal. And now you can see when they're talking about how emotional it's going to be and all of that, there's a lot more to it than 
we're just finally having it. Like Patrick was, Walters has an absolute yeah, tank he just, on right he now. Just hooked a giant. Yeah. Um, it's a catfish. But I know, I know you got to step out and do that call real quick. And if you got to step out now, Paul can answer. But is there anything you can share? Changes for twenty twenty four. I want to. I want to talk to one change that we're discussing for twenty twenty five real quick. Oh boy, for the whole world. He's, okay. Here we you, go. Are you really going to do that right now? <laughs> yeah. Twenty yeah. minutes in. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. A, a rig is back, baby. We're bringing the A rig. That's back. what I'm talking about. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> a, a, so, that is a proposed rule change for 25. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm bringing it, it back. It was actually my idea. Yeah, like, I, I mean, look, dude, yes, uh, A-Rig. And there are, there are some um, caveats. There are some rules to that that will, oh, my goodness. Dude, that is a giant. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like the, we, we, have, we have the tournament on in the background. Ooh. That's a difference maker. Is that, uh, that's we're a, going so you gotta get come it. On, got him. That's oh, his first look at him. Well, Good night. That's a football. Well, um, if he high fives his folks, cameraman, folks, I'm, go back, I'm check out the episode on Fixed TV. They can go back and watch it. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll have the, the replays take about 24 hours to yeah. hang. So. We'll, put, we'll put the link in the uh, in the video and and, uh, and you can go back on Fixed TV and check hang. it out. It was, he didn't high five, but he knocked. There's a five. There's a. That, we're finding him. All right. No interaction. All right. Let's let's get this wrapped up because yep. Brad's got to roll. Paul's got to roll. So 2025, so, you said. Tw- 2025. 2025. That, that, I just I said that in jest just for this. We're always looking at that. We're always looking at what's best for the angler. How do we make it better for the angler? When the anglers come up and they say, hey, man, this is terrible, like we don't just blow it off and go the other way. We Like he'll come to me. I'll come to him. We'll all get our heads all in the same box and say, hey, is this an issue and is it something that we need to address whether whether we are well founded in it from our perspective or not and and there will um, be there will be a like with the with the field of 130 obviously there'll be a lot of discussions throughout the year about that i'm like i didn't say angler vote like this is not a democracy we're running a business and if i, th- I think it's good for the business and good for the anglers and good for the sponsors then that's something we'll seriously entertain but i'm not taking a vote on it but Just benevolent no benevolent dictators if you approve an a-rig every angler will have an a-rig in their boat oh, yeah. like it's gonna happen can, right can yeah. you just imagine the tv clip of a guy doubling up on like four pounders imagine imagine yeah. <laughs> on like, live scope yeah like yeah just say yeah. logan martin next year yep yeah like that's and 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 look i, I think there's an there's a the mystique of that thing when it first came out and why it was banned and all that stuff like man we're so far past that now yeah. like it's 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 a parochial mindset and with forward facing sonar and that like that's some cool cool stuff it is, right yeah. like and, but it, here's what it's going to show you it's going to show you that you don't throw an a-rig out and reel it in with the reel behind your back and catch 25 pounds no. every time like so you may you may have when it first came out but you don't do that now no they no. it is not it the is anglers not will be blindfolded when they throw an a-rig all <laughs> well, right perfect so not again i know we're up against the backside of it but the the rule that has to go with that one is and this is this is something we've talked a lot about anyway is when you fish, if we would pass that rule, perhaps the next rule that goes along with it, not in front of it or behind it, is every fish has to be hooked in the mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Period. Yeah. One one treble, one hook has to be inside the mouth or it's not a viable catch. Yep. So, I like it. again, yeah. those are, you know, Luke has varying opinions on it, Fat Cat. Like, we and we do we talk about these things now for 25? Like, I, I hope I'm alive in 25 yeah. at <laughs> this point, right? Well, you know, 20, 20. I, 2024 is going to be an awesome year. We do have the championship Monday morning. 
Brad and I go to work because we're three months from the kickoff for Oxford, Alabama, Logan Martin. It's going to have a lot of logistic plays in it like this one does. You know, we're almost an hour from the launch to where we're weighing in. Logan's going to have a distance. We haven't got the exact timeline down yet. It won't be this significant, but it will be significant enough to create a logistical issue. All that being said, like, we don't stop. That's part of fishing all year. We don't have six months to plan for the season where we're yeah. not fishing. So Monday morning, Literally. not not you know Tuesday, not Wednesday, Monday morning, we will be making calls. And, and uh, I actually, I already lined up the uh, polygraph for Oxford, Alabama today. You know, when we have opportunities to do that stuff and knock that stuff out, it's a it 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 was born out of necessity because we run so lean. But it's actually progressed to make us better to where we're going to be a year ahead on the schedule. You know, we can already work on logistics months ahead of time, um, and that's going to be a, a heck of a good kickoff tournament. It, it, as far as I know, it's the first term of the year for a nationally, you know, set event that's live stream yeah. so all eyes should be on us we have to do it right we have to execute yeah absolutely well we appreciate you all coming in paul brad sharing a little bit of the future again talking about culture because it's so important we talk about it with what we're trying to do you are trying to aren't trying you are building a culture uh changing the culture in tournament fishing at a high level uh, and we appreciate you taking some time. I'm sure I know this isn't the last one we'll have with you guys. We'll, we'll be coming to more events. Uh, we'll be having you on to talk more about what's going on. Uh, do you guys have anything else? I just wanted to, you know, say, you know, sincerely, we appreciate you guys giving us full access to your anglers. You know, they don't have to come on to our show, uh, but it really is a win-win opportunity both for the show and for the angler. But most importantly, like they all have, you know, a lot of them have amazing stories and like we don't do that post-tournament recap stuff for the most part. Um, and so we appreciate you, uh, giving us full access and we're looking forward to interviewing more of them. I know, I know Paul's going to say this and, and, you know, we'll let, I don't know if Ben wraps up the show, but man, thank you guys for all your support. Like yeah. you, you, there's a, there's a few entities, um, that we value that have been out there with us since day one and always full support. And even when, especially when things aren't going well, like you guys always reach out first and say, Hey, can you, can we talk about whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's how it should be. Um, you're not clickbaity, you know what I mean? You're not out here just trying to do things to get a few people watching your show and compromising your morals and your virtues to do that. So I appreciate that. And man, you guys got big things in, in store for you as well. So we're excited for you guys. Good job. Appreciate, appreciate you. Cool. Last, last thing I was going to say is I appreciate it. And what's great about you all coming on here like this is I don't think we get to see the owners, executives from a lot of the other major circuits a lot talk. And the transparency is very important right now. And just coming out and laying it out and explain it goes back to that whole culture thing we we, we talk about every time uh, we bring you on because it's such a, an important integral part of the NPFL. So Boyd's not coming it on this with you guys next week. Uh, <laughs> hey, if Bo Boyd, if you do see this, we'd be more than happy to have you come on. Press, I would press love it. I, would I got watch a, that. I got a really really hard question for you, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, no, we appreciate you all. We appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you check out the NPFL. All their stuff will be linked down below in the description. Like, follow, comment, subscribe. All the the obligatory things that i have to say and uh, just appreciate everybody's support help us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time that's a good one that's a good i wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow feel like it's gonna be a bad day